So I think one of the coolest times was um, I hung out in the clubhouse with Glendon, Greg Maddock, Mark Pryor, Terry Wood. I mean, it was like I'm sitting there in this clubhouse with these guys, and I'm like, holy cow, like, this is this is the coolest thing I've ever seen, you know? Right. And, and Maddox was naked, you know, <laughs> N- naked drinking beer. I, I think that, like, something like that is like a, holy shit, I can't believe I'm here right now. All right, another day in quarantine means another wellness check. Today's guest is a friend of mine for a long time. Uh, his name's Scott Weiner. He is one of the founders of the 5050 Group, which uh, anyone in Chicago would recognize many of their restaurant and cocktail-type locations. They, of course, have the 50-50 in Ukrainian Village slash Wicker Park, depending on who you talk to. Uh, Roots Pizza, they've had a bunch of those locations. Uh, Apogee, Homestead, The Sixth, Utopian Tailgate, which I've not yet been to, uh, hopefully someday soon. Uh, Berkshire Room, West Town Bakery, Steadfast. There's a bunch of them. Um, they're all around the city. And... Uh, I, I reached out to uh, to Scott to see if he could talk because they have been doing a lot of really interesting stuff during the quarantine, charitable, um, doing what they can to take care of their employees, um, and we talk quite a bit about that in this interview. They are also, um, like many restaurant groups, uh, pretty... Um, what's the right word? Not a big fan of things like... Um, uh, Grubhub and another uh, and, and other services like that. So we talk about that, uh, his approach or, or, or outlook on that, being a restaurant owner. Um, they are doing a raffle uh, to, to help uh, support some of their charitable efforts. Um, and uh, we, we talk about that. Uh, Scott, uh, also, uh, when, when the 50-50 started quite a while ago now, I guess 12 years based on what he said, um, they did a great job uh, bringing in noteworthy folks, uh, athletes, uh, and, and people like that, and that really helped put them on the map. So we talk about his experiences with that, which is what the teaser uh, at the beginning of this interview was all about. So that's pretty uh, interesting. Oh, we talked about ghost ghost kitchens, which I had never heard of before, um, but uh, apparently that's that's a thing. So uh, really great time talking with uh, with Scott. Uh, I um, highly recommend checking out their locations. Uh, some of them are open for delivery and takeout now. Um, and once we get uh, past all this stuff, uh, you know, hopefully we'll be able to frequent them like we used to. So uh, quick break and then my wellness check with Scott Weiner from the 5050 Group. All right. Another day in quarantine means another wellness check. Uh, I've known... We'll have to figure this out. I've known I've known our next guest for probably twelve or fifteen years. We'll see. It's it's Scott Weiner from the Fifty Fifty Group. Scott, how are you? I'm well, sir. How are you today? I'm all right. Wait, how long? When did you open the Fifty Fifty? Uh, our twelve year anniversary was uh, March nineteenth. Okay, so I guess. Year. Well, yeah. Happy happy belated anniversary. It was. Uh, not it was memorable for the wrong reasons, I suppose. But I guess so. I guess I've known you. I I met you probably shortly after you opened it, so I've probably known you about a dozen years. So it's been a great, 
It's been a great dozen years. So uh, being in the uh, restaurant business, I'm assuming these are difficult trying times for you. How are you hanging in there with the quarantine? Um, you know, it's, it, 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 it's been weird. It's, it's not at all pleasant. Um, you know, we've had to close most of our restaurants down. Uh, we are fortunate that we have some that are doing well. Um, you know, Roots Pizza has been definitely doing a lot of carry out delivery business and we're, we're naturally kind of set up for that. So, you know, that's been nice. And then we've been focusing on a lot of, uh, charitable efforts, um, we have a local tech CEO who's helping uh, fund us over at 5050 where we're giving away about 500 meals a day to anybody in need. Oh wow! And um, we've been funding ourselves as well as raising capital to do the same thing at Westtown bakery um, as well as working with uh, Jose Andres and the Lee initiative and, you know, doing everything we can to get meals out there to people um, and, you know, keep some of our people employed and that's, that's been the story. Yeah. How, how many, how many locations and, and, uh, restaurants are in your, and they're not all restaurants. I know you have some, some, uh, uh, ta- I guess taverns or whatever I call them. Give me, give me a, the overview of your, of your, uh, organization. Um, so we're, we're all, we started with a sports bar, the 50, 50. And, uh, we, from there, just kind of been opening up more and more places, everything from bakeries to the pizza, to fine dining, some fancy cocktail bars and some non-fancy cocktail bars. Uh, mm-hmm. But we, we've got about 19 concepts or 19 places. Uh, some are in hotels where we have multiple locations. So we have 12 current locations. We are in construction actually on our fourth routes. Yeah. Um, so we kind of run the gambit. You know, we're, we're all over. Um, I, I identify the most with the sports bars and the casual stuff. Um, and, you know, at the same time, I like to drink. So, right. you know, this is actually, a, I'm thinking about it. You're like, right. And, and I'm like, this is the safest. This is probably how you want to talk to me all the time. Because I feel like every time I see you in person, I literally just force drinks down you. <laughs> uh, you're not forcing them. I'm, I'm a uh, willing, I'm a willing <laughs> consumer of them. And uh, I, and I appreciate that. Uh, yeah, you're right. I guess the, this distance is safe. Uh, when it comes, when it comes I to feel that, like, I feel like though, I feel like we would see each other more if like every time you saw me, it wasn't like, all right, Brad, let's do a shot, <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, maybe, I guess we'll, we'll, once, once this is all behind us and things get back to quote unquote normal, we'll, we'll test that theory out. I mean, I'm always, you know, <laughs> I, I'm always a happy recipient. It's always good to see you. Some, although the last time I saw you before the quarantine was at Westtown bakery and it was at like 10 in the morning on a weekday. So there were no shots consumed then. So, so at least the our most recent uh, one was not that. That's so, true. Yeah, that's true. We we probably we have liquor, we have a liquor license there. So just let me know next time. <laughs> next time for sure, for sure. So uh, you mentioned um, some of the uh, the the charitable stuff you guys are doing, uh, and you you started the the I, I guess I didn't realize it was five hundred meals a day out of the the fifty. 50 you started that a few weeks ago or was it even longer ago now we we literally started it like the week of quarantine um so what march 16th week we're somewhere we're past twenty five thousand meals that we've served total and we're we're doing about 
anywhere from a thousand to a thousand on the low end to you know twelve to fifteen hundred meals a day. From all, um, out of all your actually, out of all your locations, we have a raffle um, right now, which we are. Uh, I heard about that. Trying to, uh, yeah, um, your uh, your better half is uh, one of the virtual happy hour um, prizes and to talk to, and uh, we're hoping to. You know, we're doing a lot of stuff like that just so we can continue um, providing meals. And, you know, while while the restaurant group itself is funding some of them, um, it's, it's really our it's our donors. It's it's the people that are out there helping us, you know, raise the money. That, that's really why we're still doing this. So while we seem we seem it's real easy to be like, oh, yeah, look at us. We serve twenty five thousand meals. It's, it's the people that are, you know, helping us pay for those meals. Those are the heroes out there. Right. So, and that's all, that's not all, but that's largely been coming from, uh, from donors. And then, uh, yeah. So, uh, the raffle, I just looked it up. You're up to 8,500 bucks. There's virtual happy hour with Tom Ricketts, virtual happy hour with Rahm Emanuel. So logistically, uh, do people get to choose? Oh, a night out with you and with you and Greg (laughs) priceless is the value on that one too. I'm hoping you win that one. <laughs> I got to plunk down for the raffle. I'm, I'll do that after this. Uh, so yeah, is it do do people do they get to choose which they want or because there's a lot of it looks like there's a fair amount of prizes on here. The Pappy Van Winkle. Yeah, I think. Oh my god. Yeah, there's there's some cool stuff. There's some some super, you know, rare bourbons from like you know literally stuff that Pappy made. Um, we've got a lot of cool prizes. Uh, you know, so we we like paid all this money to some site to like make it all legit and make sure that, you know, like right. the raffle prizes are, are actually done correctly. Um, but what we were thinking about doing was like doing it live on Instagram just so like, oh, cool. people can actually see it. Yeah. Um, Cause like the night out with me and Greg, for example, like let's just say that, you know, it's, it's just like, two smoking hot chicks. Like, I don't want my wife thinking that I like randomly selected with quotes that, you know? Right. And, sure. Uh, sure. <laughs> you know, I also, uh, I want people to see it's, it's, it's legit. We'll probably have some fun doing it. Like literally if I can do a raffle on anything live right now, I'm just, yeah, anything to take up some time right now and right. keep my mind from like racing about, what's going to happen when I try to reopen restaurants. Right. Well, that's, yeah. Okay. So, um, people can sign up for the raffle. It looks like, uh, I'll put a link to it when I, when I post this, but, uh, it looks, I, I entered it through the 50 fifties website, but I'll, I'll put that up and I'll share it. And I'll, uh, before the end of the day, I will, uh, plunk down for, uh, I hope I don't, I hope I don't win the one with my wife because I love her, but I could do, <laughs> I could do a virtual happy hour with her at any, at any point. Uh, so we'll, we'll see, but I'll, I'll plunk down. Um, I mean, so yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to stress you out, but what, when, when you, when your mind does go down that, like, what is the, what is, let's say, and I'm sure you're well aware of how places, you know, in other countries are doing it without, you know, I read today that, that Italy started to do some soft reopening and, um, what, what, so what, what do you think, what does it look like when, uh, when a soft reopening does come as far as, as far as what you know or what you've seen other other countries doing sure um you know i'm re- every literally i read i'm just reading whatever i can right now so last week i read that like in china's reopening nobody's going out to the restaurants and 
this week is their like Memorial Day, mm-hmm. and I read that Wuhan is the second most popular tourist uh, destination. So, you know, I don't know what I believe right now. Right. I mean, there's um, so much. I'm there's looking, so much speculation. It's crazy. Like, how do you? Yeah. Here's like here's kind of how I'm looking at it. One, I'm I'm extremely fortunate. Um, one, I'm fortunate that no one in my company is, you know. Been, has died of COVID or mm-hmm. gotten, you know, sick um, or, you know, been in the hospital. So, you know, I, I always tell people I'm, I'm in the people business. We just happen to sell food and drinks. Right. Um, and, and that's been the mentality I've got where I'm, you know, I know that we're going to get back on our feet. Um, I'm fortunate that we've been conservative with our bank accounts. Um, even though we just came out of the slowest time of year, um, you know, we, we had money in the bank. It wasn't like I needed to be open the next week to make payroll. Um, now if this would have happened to us in July or August, you know, we would have been even better place. And if this would have happened, you know, so this was definitely the worst time it could have happened. Mm-hmm. Um, ultimately the, the person that's going to have a rough year, my investors, you know, myself and all my tipped employees, um, you know, those, it's, it's the people that are going to have, have a rough time of this, but like, we're going to be able to reopen. Um, you know, it, it, when I, uh, when I think about like the future, that's where, that's where I'm less sure about how people will come out of this because once people come back to work, they're probably not going to be eligible for the bonus unemployment and, you know, all those things that are kind of helping make people whole mm-hmm. in, in restaurants, at least where, you know, most restaurant employees are living, you know, within a paycheck or two, you know, uh, close to paycheck to paycheck. Right. Um, so, so, the, so the unemployment is really helping people, but if we reopen and they're no longer eligible for that, um, and let's just say it's 25 or 50% occupancy, that's where I start worrying a little bit because the money is just not going to be there for them, for our tip employees. It's not going to be there for us, um, which means that we'll have to reduce hours, reduce our menu. And so, so that's what I'm a little bit more worried about, All right. um, at least for the next like six months, you know, I, I feel like next year is going to be like a whole new world, you know, where I, I, I'm hopeful that there will be a vaccine. And my gut tells me with an election coming up, they're going to do everything they can to make sure there's a vaccine on the Republican side. And, right. you know, right. <laughs> so I, I feel like this year is just going to, it's just about surviving and, and doing the best I can to take care of my people. And me personally to to also like be able to feed my family. And, you know, that's all I'm looking at right now. Right. And I, I truly believe though that like, you know, the point of restaurants, as I said, I'm in the people business. I serve food and drinks. Um, and the point of restaurants, to a certain extent, it's really not about the food or the drinks. It, you know, it's about people want to be around people. So I really do think that restaurants are going to come back because ultimately, like, the Zoom happy hour just doesn't do it for most people. Right. Not to say you shouldn't, drive, shouldn't buy a raffle ticket, try to win one with Sarah Spain. <laughs> but... You know, I mean, ultimately, like, people want to be around people. It's, 
it's a lonely world out there on your computers and on your cell phones and, and social media. So things will get back to normal. It's just a matter of when. And unfortunately, that when might be when there's a vaccine. Um, I don't know. I don't right. Know, you know. I, as you can tell, my brain just like I feel like I just take myself down like twenty rabbit holes, <laughs> and that's what it's been like when I yeah. have too much time to think. Yeah, you're not alone. I mean, the you know when I look back on the days where I am less anxious and less down, it's it's the days where I have something to keep me occupied, like this or you know other other like work type stuff or whatever. It's when I'm when I have idle time and I'm you know going down those rabbit holes and reading speculation about like, okay, well this happened in China and now there's, you know, there, there's this Island in Japan where there's a second wave. And it's just like that, that sort of stuff is when I, I get down too. So I feel you there for sure. Um, I don't know if you, we didn't talk about this beforehand and I, I meant to ask you if you were comfortable talking about it. Uh, and, and you and I, and a few other people have traded some thoughts about this on social media, but uh, it, 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 there's been more and more headlines about, the third party sites like Grubhub and, and the others that, that, uh, you know, restaurant owners, uh, feel taken advantage of. Are you comfortable talking about that at all? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, yeah, if, if, if listen, if, if Matt Maloney's listening to this podcast right now, then, uh, I'm, I'm happy for him. I'm happy for sure. him. He'll probably send somebody to kill me. <laughs> I hope not. My 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 computer. Somebody will deliver a pizza with dynamite in it. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I've been. Um, I and you know, I should say I'm. You know, I'm on the board of the Illinois Restaurant Association. Um, however, I'm not speaking as a board member. You know, this is my personal opinions on, on things. Um, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of. Uh, different opinions and we don't all agree on everything um you know but yeah i for for a long time i've kind of felt that the third parties are you know problematic um and and, it, and it's not just them i i honestly have a problem with ghost kitchens um i have i have i have a problem with with some of these companies outside of third parties you know amazon sure um what's i a, think that sorry what's a ghost kitchen the ghost kitchen is essentially um, somebody opens up, you know, in a warehouse space or in a food truck. Maybe that food truck is parked on a park on the top of a parking garage um, or an unmarked space, if you will, that essentially is just creating names for themselves. Maybe they have 10 restaurants under it and they are selling food. Got it. Okay. So, you know, it, it's it's not like when you come. Well, there was a story that came out on some like pizza place <laughs> that was all over the country, and and somebody found out it just happened to be at Chuck E. Cheese's. <laughs> what? You know, and, I did. I definitely did not hear that story. Yeah, look up Chuck E. Cheese's Ghost Kitchen on Google when you get a chance. So, I will. And, and I should probably say, like, I don't have a problem with that. Um, Chuck E. Cheese's wants to. They go. They want to go and have a, a burger place out of their location or a more upscale because they know, like, they know, like, you know, you're not going to go ahead and order Chuck E. Cheese's for your wife one night, right? <laughs> like, right. You're like, yo, what's what's up? <laughs> like, so, 
I'm okay with that because ultimately they pay rent. They they pay rent in a strip mall or wherever they're located, and you know they're just trying to pay the rent, right? They're trying to just provide for their employees. Like my my issue is like when like Uber Eats invests in a ghost kitchen, um, or the former owner of Uber is exactly what he's been doing. Okay. And my my issue is when they're they're going and opening in warehouse spaces like off of off of a street that you know other businesses are um you know paying paying a fair amount of rent for or mortgage on and then they're <clears throat> getting a data feed um because brad you've got you've got the uber eats app on your phone or the grubhub app on your phone and what you don't realize is that they they know everything about you, or you probably do realize it. Oh. You're a smart guy, but not as much as I, I don't. I'm not, I'm not as terrified of it. I'm not as terrified of that sort of things. I should be. <laughs> I know you're a smart man, <laughs> um, but like what they're doing is like, so you you want to order from Roots Pizza, right? And we are one of Grubhub's like ten busiest restaurants. Um, so you, at a certain point, though, if you want to order from us at prime time, like it's going to be ninety minutes. Like there's some days it might be two hours. So what they're doing in essence is they're taking our customer data, they're taking our food data, and they're going to a ghost kitchen, which they may or may not have an ownership interest in, or maybe it's our competition. And they'll be like, listen, Roots, Roots, you can't get, you can't order from them between these times. They're our busiest people. This is what they're selling. Um, these are the items that sell the most during this time. If you sell items like this and call it Brutes or something else, um, you are going to capture X amount of market share, and we're going to boost you to make sure you do it if you pay us. That's the stuff I don't like, where they're 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 using our data in ways that I don't feel are very. Uh, I just don't feel it's like a good partner would do, and right. even worse, they're because they've got such a stranglehold with these fees on on many restaurants out there. Um, you know, they, they literally can make you go away if, if they don't like you and they can give the, the data of, of your best customers to somebody who's just going to help put a couple extra bucks in their pocket. And, you know, that food might be coming from like, you know, a warehouse, like, or a, you know, a food truck in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Um, those are the, those are the things I take issue with. And, um, you know the, the fees. Listen, it's a free it's a free world. Um, well, I I I wouldn't think the fees are. I, my issue with the fees is that like, I I spend I spend close to twenty thousand dollars a month, um, out there advertising like on Google ads like Roots Pizza, um, you know Quad City style pizza, and, and yeah, I'm I'm fighting for pizza delivery just like everyone else is. Um, so that's how I drive people to my website to order from me directly. Mm-hmm. So where I take issue is when they are taking Ruth's pizza and buying up ads using my name, A, they're making it more costly for me to advertise my own restaurant, mm-hmm. but B, they're taking people that think they're going to Ruth's pizza and they're going to Grubhub or they're going to Uber Eats. And so those are the and this is mostly grub up, but that, those are the issues that I take. Whereas like, 
your their job where they bring true value and it's worth paying for it is if they're bringing people that literally don't know anything about you and they look up okay i just moved to 60625 and i want right. a pizza delivered i'm gonna go pizza delivery and if if they somehow find a guest that doesn't wasn't thinking about you at that time and and they order from you yeah, that's a hell of a value and and that's worth it might even be worth 30 percent you know right maybe not to me but it might be to somebody whereas if they are taking people that were already looking for us because they're you know doing some questionable advertising that that i have a problem with and that's where i think that um you know that's that's where i think that they, they've got so much money you just can't compete and ultimately you know they have a fine line because so many restaurants are going out of business and you know they depend on them but right. at the same time like they can't restaurants just can't afford to pay 20 30 percent to these guys so it's right that's my issue um and it's all you know, exasperated by the i think what guests need is transparency and I, I feel like i may have given that to you a little bit I don't know how much you were aware of like exactly what restaurants pay to the, pay to them in fees, but I think if more consumers knew that right. they would, um, they would look at differently. And, and that's what I'm ultimately, that's all I'm really hoping to achieve is transparency. Cause I think the rest will get figured out. Right. Yeah, that's fair. And then, you know, you read the speculation about which services let their drivers keep tips and which don't. And it, I think consumers have no clue. Uh, what that stuff looks like behind the scenes. I mean, it's like, you know, like I work in real estate. I used to work in tickets and it's like you would search Cubs tickets and like Cubs.com would be like the seventh thing that came up and everything else was a, was like a resale site. And then, or like in real estate, people go to Zillow and they think they're communicating directly with the listing agent, but instead they're communicating with an agent who paid to have their name there and then insert themselves into that process. So it's like, yeah, there's the, the, what you're describing is it's not unique to the restaurant industry, but it seems to be exasperated right now by the fact that we're going through these times that we are. So, uh, well, as I've been reading more and more about it, we, when we have an order now, we've been going straight to the, uh, to the direct directly to the restaurant's website. And sometimes that'll redirect you because the, sometimes they don't have the infrastructure set up. Right. So like they, they're still using right. Postmates or it's linking in Grubhub or whatever, but at least, you know, our heart's in the right place. Um, well, I appreciate so if you go to the restaurants like direct page, typically there's a lower fee that the restaurant pays. Oh, interesting. I had um, no idea. So that is one thing. Like, obviously you can call, and um, you know there's ways to do it. Uh, you know, one other thing I, I know there's probably much more exciting things to talk about, but when you order direct from a restaurant, and, and this also kind of goes back to like some of my issues with like Amazon's and these companies out there, like even like Zillow, like I, you order direct from me, my drivers are, they are full-time regular employees. We, we, you know, subsidize their health insurance. They have regular employee benefits. Um, you know, they have are under workman's comp. They're properly insured. They get discounts at our restaurants. You know, all the things we do for our employees. If somebody gets hurt, they're on our workman's comp. You know, these, I, I just, I have a hard time believing that, like, you know, I have a hard time believing that, like, all these third-party drivers, like, they're, they're, they're just taken advantage of. They're, and that's, that's sort of the other issue I have with these third-party. And yeah, the more money we put in these guys' hands, the more they can, the more they can pay to, listen, none of these third-party companies make money, right? 
like they don't make money. They're, they're, they're literally, they just keep getting investors and, and, and that's how they win this. They're, it, it's a true monopolistic, it, it's a monopoly. It's, it's that sort of attitude where they're just driving their competition under and, you know, one guy buys the next guy. And, um, uh-huh. you know, that's my biggest fear with like Amazons and WeWorks and all these different things. Like, like, you know, Amazon makes money and, and there's a lot of good that they do. But like all the retail on, on Chicago Avenue and Division Street, it's gone. And I'm pretty sure I know why. Right. You know, and we, we work like, you know, granted, I don't think, I don't know if they're coming back, but I don't there's companies are. like them where, you know, these short-term leases and all of a sudden, like all the, all the amazing things about our neighborhoods, like the local PR agency or attorneys, all these people that had offices on our streets, they're, you know, they're gone. They're, they're there. And, you know, all these neighborhoods are just drying up from the side, from inside. And that's my biggest fear with like these third party food vendors is these ghost kitchens is, you know, all the things that make our neighborhood so great, they're just going to die from within. Right. And you're going to be left with chain restaurants. Right. Ugh. Well, I appreciate that insight, man. Um, so, uh, so you guys, you guys launched the 50, 50, 12 years ago, you have no shortage of, uh, between the 50, 50 and all your other locations, no shortage of high profile, uh, people walking through the door. I wanted to ask you if, if you could come up with your craziest athlete or sports story that you have encountered, uh, I guess you could even talk about before, but before you launched the 50, 50, but what that you're able to talk about, what's, what's the craziest story that comes to mind? I mean, you've had the Stanley cup through how many times your, your places like, so I, I don't know about like crazy, like, so when I, when I worked with, uh, when I worked at Joe Stone Crab, I, I met a lot of athletes and I started catering through Joe's, the clubhouse with the Cubs, the White Sox, the Bears. That's why, that's how I met all these guys. That's how I met Erlocker, D Lee, Glendon Rush, um, you know, Terry Wood. Like I, I, I just, I knew him since 2003 and, and I wouldn't say like with most of them, it was just, I'm the dude that brought them steaks and stone crab, you know? Right. Um, but, you know, some of them became like true, true friends. Others, you know, I still see them from time to time and it's like, good to see you. Um, but the guy that I became friends with and like was, was uh, really good friends with was uh, in the Cubs, at least in the Cubs organization was uh, Tom Hellman, uh, also known as Otis, the, the clubhouse manager. Okay. And, like, I actually got to know some people in the Bears organization, too. Um, Lovey Smith was really great to us. And, and you just talk about loyalty. Like, when I went and opened up my own place, like, these guys, and especially they're like, all right, come feed our team. They got to try 50-50 out. And, you know, we had some investors also that were in that game. Uh, you know, Granders, Curtis Granderson, or like, all that, the Ricketts. Um, so we had a lot of things that drove athletes into our places um, early on. Um, so I've had a lot of cool, like for me, the coolest thing was I was hanging out at a certain point. I would just literally show up to the Cubs clubhouse with food and just hang out the whole game. So I think one of the coolest times was, um, I hung out in the clubhouse with food with Glendon, uh, Greg Maddox, Mark Pryor, uh, Kerry Wood. Um, I mean, it was like, I'm sitting there in this clubhouse with these guys and I'm like, 
holy cow, like this is, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen it, you know? Right. And, and Maddox was naked, you know, <laughs> N- naked drinking beer. Um, you know, and Glendon, Glendon like literally, you know, made me feel like family down there. So like, I think that's really why I was sitting there. Sure. Um, and they just got kind of, I think the guys saw me enough where they got used to it. And um, I, I think that like something like that is like a, holy shit, I can't believe I'm here right now. Especially, I mean, Maddox was old, so you grew up on that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I've been treated for injuries in the Cubs clubhouse once. I had an unfortunate tinfoil accident while serving food, and they, uh, <laughs> the trainer wrapped me and made sure I was taken care of. Um, <laughs> That's awesome. And I think that, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the players once again are looking at me like, what the fuck? Sorry if that's not allowed to be said on this. Oh, you're um, all right. And then I think, like, in the restaurants, um, in the restaurants, like, the wildest times that we had were, were definitely with the Blackhawks. Um, by the time we got 50-50 open, like, a lot of these players were a little older, but the Hawks were just getting going. So, like, you know, a young, a young, you know, Pat Kane, Taze, all these guys were coming in. And we became – I became pretty good friends with uh, Dustin Bufflin. Um, his wife, or my wife, you know, um, you know, Burrish, all these guys were, they, this is where they came. It was kind of like their safe spot. So, you know, and this was also kind of before social media was as big of a deal because like, I don't think it's like it used to be. I'm pretty sure it's not because like these guys were coming in all the time and they didn't worry about like somebody snapping their photo and, um, you know, so I think the wildest time I had was in the basement, uh, Bufflin and I, uh, arm wrestled. Um, I actually did Indian, started with Indian leg wrestling. He beat me in that, but then I beat him, um, with my, like an actual arm wrestle. Um, we were both dipping at the time oh. and went, <laughs> when I, when I brought his arm finally down, both of us at the same time, like that exasperation of like, oh, both of our dips flew out of our mouth and hit each other. Oh, God. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, there, there's some stories that can't be talked about, that sure. are, you know, stuff like that. But I mean, for the most part, these were all just good guys that were in a way. And I was, I was pretty, I felt pretty fortunate to like, you know, get to hang around that for a little bit. Um, I don't, do you remember, remember a long time ago, um, when some guys on the Hawks got like were on social media like doing like a blackface thing. Uh yeah, when Burris dressed up like uh was it who did he uh was it was it Michael Jackson? Who did he dress up as? And he anyway, was that a, that was at one of your locations? That, so that was in the basement fifty fifty. They rented out the place and they had it completely private. Um now I don't I don't like I'm not gonna comment. I think that's probably not a well, that's not a very professional or nice thing to do. Right. It's, you know, I, I also know the guy and I know he's not racist. Right. Um, I mean, Bufflin was down there in the, in that, in that same basement. Um, but that to me was like, cause that, that was like a national story. And thankfully nobody said it was at 50, 50. Right. Um, you know, but like, to me, that's when things started changing. Right. Um, you know, all of a sudden, like, because nobody, none of those guys expected it. They would have all been a hell of a lot smarter, you know? Right. And 
And all of a sudden, like, to me, that was also sort of like the beginning of the end where, you know, the players still came around, but it wasn't like this, you know, hooting and hollering like it used to be. Right. Oh, he dressed up like Dennis Rodman. That's right. Uh, Dennis Rodman. Yeah. I think, yeah, I mean, yeah, it was interesting. Um, we, uh, my, my buddy Eddie, who used to work with us, I remember uh, Tony Romo came in once when he was uh, cheating on his, uh, on Jessica, whatever her name is. Simpson. Um, that, that was a pretty cool one. He got interviewed by Us Weekly and totally, like, they asked him and Eddie just played dumb. You know, he's, he's like the, the perfect, the perfect wingman, I guess, if you will. You sure, know? sure. So I, I, I'm pretty sure Romo came back and thanked him and brought him a bunch of, uh, <laughs> I, I know that there was at least a thank you call out of that and probably a loyal lifelong friend after that. Sure, sure. But it's, it's fun. I mean, honestly, though, like, one of the things we always say, and, like, not we always say, one of the things I, I always, like, feel strongly about is just, like, I don't care who you are. Like, everybody walks in as a VIP. And if I get the opportunity, I've never been like a, hey, you know, handshake and, uh, you know, let me buy you a drink. I'm usually, like, handshake, let's do a shot kind of guy. And if it's at a fine dining place, you know what? I still like to do shots with people. It's just kind of who I am. So. Sure. Like, it, we've had a lot of great athletes, but I think the reason we've been able to grow and expand is because we've just got a lot of great regulars over the years that, you know, have supported us as we've grown. And I consider you and Sarah, you know, two of those people. Well, yeah, we, um, we love hanging out. You know, and, yeah, no, I mean, I look forward to getting to see you guys. Um, I think that's one of the things that I'm really missing the most right now is, like, I typically consider myself kind of antisocial, even though I know I'm not. Right. You know, I'm just like, I just like, when I'm not in work, like I'm quiet. I, you know, I'm I'm easygoing. I'm with my family, if you know, or whoever, and I, I don't have a ton to say. But like, when I'm in the restaurants, like I, I just like feed off of that energy and being around people, and and that's one of the things that's driving me nuts right now. Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. It's. I'm with you. Like it, I, I like just being out and about, and you know, hopefully someday soon. Uh, so, so one thing I've been asking all the guests has been uh, what they would sacrifice if you could get the quarantine to end in a quick and responsible fashion by sacrificing something. What would you sacrifice? Um, yeah, you know what? I, I've heard you interview and ask that to other people, and I, I swear, like three nights ago, I was like, I know what I'm going to say. And I totally, <laughs> I was like, I'm going to be, I'm going to be the one who's prepared for this question. Um, man, what would I sacrifice to get this thing over with? I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't think that there's like a, like, like of me personally. Sure. Well, like, you for know, me it, to be, to, yeah, for ranges... me to be the one that brings about, that brings about health and prosperity to the entire world. Yeah. I mean, that I would, I would give up a lot for that. I would, I would probably, if, if, if it was like Scott Weiner sacrificed all of his restaurants and all of a sudden, all of a sudden the, the vaccine was here today and everybody can go back to life as normal. I would do that. I would give it all up for it. I, I wouldn't sacrifice my firstborn and my wife. You know, I'm not going to, I don't, I don't, that 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 ain't happening. But like, 
I would pretty much give everything up if, if I knew that everybody else out there was going to be okay. And because I, I think that ultimately I'd probably figure out a way to be okay too. All right. Well, I would miss the restaurant business. I'm sure I'd find myself right back in it somehow. That, that that's that's some heavy. I think that was like stuff, a, man. I, I, I feel like that was like a cheating of an answer though, because uh, it's like I just gained like world fame, right? <laughs> yeah. Well. There's then there's the flip side is okay. Do, does everyone know that you're the guy who did it, or is it, or are you like an anonymous hero, right? So there's a lot of there's a lot of layers to True. it. There's a lot of layers to it. Well, I hope I, I hope I hope you don't give I, up the rest any of I your. Still do it anonymously. All right, all right, uh, cool, man. Well, uh, I really appreciate taking the time. Uh, you know, as you've mentioned a couple of times, we, my wife and I, love coming through, and uh, you know, we can't wait to. Uh, get back at it we have ordered from roots a few times uh i'll make sure we keep doing it through the website directly uh and uh you know we can't wait to uh whenever whatever it looks like whenever things start to open back up uh can't wait to be a part of it so thanks man i really appreciate it taking yeah. the time hey man me too i really appreciate it it's always good to talk to you likewise see you buddy there you have it my wellness check with scott weiner from the Fifty Fifty group Great guy, clearly knows what he's doing business-wise along with his partners and uh, other people who help run that operation. They have a lot of great stuff going on, and I sincerely wish them the best throughout the quarantine and as things hopefully start to get back to quote-unquote normal. You can't see me right now, but I did just do the air quotes around normal. Um, Scott has always treated us really well, my wife and I and all of our friends. They're always happy to talk about you know fun things we can do um charitable type stuff you know fundraisers all that they're they're just great um so you know i wish them just like i wish almost every other restaurant owner in town uh the best uh, as we work to, to get through all this stuff so uh as i always suggest uh more wellness checks in the works got some really good guests coming up i'm really excited for um and please uh, if you haven't already, please subscribe, rate, review, download, share, all that stuff. I would really appreciate it. And um, uh, if you or someone you know would make for a good wellness check guest, please feel free. Shoot us an email, theheckler at theheckler.com. Until then, please take care and uh, hope we all get to uh, throw a raging party in person sometime soon. Thank you very much for listening to a very important podcast by The Heckler. Our producer is Drew Worley. The intro music is by a band called Games. The outro music is by Checky Brown. And I'm Brad Zabung. Thank you very much for listening. And for more information, check us out at theheckler.com. Yeah!